Welcome to All About the Hype podcast, where we talk to different creators, influencers, professionals, and business owners about the hype and success they are having on their social media and what they are doing to create a positive brand awareness message for their followers. Hey everyone, it's Kyle Kaplanis here and welcome to All About the Hype podcast. I have some really cool guests on the show today. I have Corey Noble, Nick Oliveri, uh, both founders of Impact Snacks, which is a delicious plant-based superfood snack featuring home compostable packaging and a carbon negative supply chain. They're making everyday snacking sustainable, so I'm really excited to have them on the show. Nick, Corey, welcome. How'd you get started? Tell us a little bit more about that. I, uh, I actually met Nick in sixth grade. Uh, we met in band class. Um, we kind of bonded over our mutual hatred for the trumpet. We gave up after one very, very long year of trying to avoid playing it. And and yeah, we, you know, throughout middle school and high school, we, there's a lot of different ventures that we that we built together. A lot of them failed. One of them did, did pretty well. That we, you know, we had one exit that was in the, the pre-owned sneaker industry. And and yeah, and our, our going into our junior year of high school was when we started developing what was then called GeoProtein. It was a sustainable, clean label uh, protein company, then evolved over time to become what is now Impact Snacks. Uh, that really, that, that transition happened when we kind of realized, you know, kind of as a brand and as brand builders, the negative impact that we had and on the planet, you know, as small as we were and are, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, really just started researching different ways that we could do better. Yeah, now we have a fully carbon negative supply chain, like you said, compostable packaging, and uh, we believe that we're the most sustainable snack in the world. No, that's awesome. What is, what is your product? What is it actually made of? What what flavors can people you know expect to see on shelf soon? So good question. Kind of a loaded question, but and because you know so much in the pipeline. But really, right now we have these uh, these two wonderful superfood bars. That's what we refer to them as because they're you know you don't have to classify them as protein bars. They're not like fiber bars. Superfood bars with whole body health in mind. Actually, our chief product officer is a neurosurgeon. So and and uh, you know. Our food scientist has been tasked with building out a lot of different uh, brands and products too that have been successful in the category. So superfood bars, you know, complete with kale and maca and lion's mane and and, uh, balanced macronutrients that are all packaged in a home compostable wrapper. And you can expect to see them. So the flavors we have right now are ice caramel latte and our dark chocolate brownie flavor, both super, super good, super delectable. You know, the ice caramel latte is a little sweeter and then the dark chocolate brownie is awesome as well. Down the pipeline, lots of new flavors coming out, lots of new products as well. And you know, what's cool too is after doing a lot of research, I, you know, I've looked at your Kickstarter campaign. I've researched a ton about you. What I love most, and I think what a lot of people find um, like to draw themselves to you, you're not just a product, you know, you're, you're more of a movement. You have a project, you have have like these things that you want to change for the world and I love that and I want to know what does that mean to you and how how does your brand is more than a product what does that mean there's a lot of people that say like why snacks and I think to address this question I think I, I might want to start there we had nutrition startups in, you know in high school passion of ours and um, when it came to you know us really deciding that what we wanted to do was make uh, sustainable supply chains and sustainable companies like where do you, where do you start right so we had to look at all these different types of uh, single-use products within consumer packaged goods as a whole and really determine, yeah, well, what's the most frequently consumed? So you have a mattress that's consumed what, once every four to six years, a t-shirt, maybe once a month if you love the brand. Well, the average American has over four snacks a day and there's over 1 billion snacks every day that result in packaging ending up in a landfill or a waterway. So it, it, the stars kind of aligned there. It, it made the most sense from, from business perspective, but it's also something we've been doing since we were 16. And and it's all about making sustainability easy. Like we sometimes say that, you know, we don't want to be a paper straw. 
Meaning like it, it's such a noble concept and, and, and what a paper straw is trying to do is, is, is incredible, but it, it just lacks in functionality. So it wasn't adopted at scale. So we thought that if we could match traditional products in, in look, feel, function while making them far more sustainable, then, then we'd have something that can be adopted at scale and it should be seamless. Price parity, uh, you know, should be achieved. And, and a good example is our wrapper. Looks, feels, functions like plastic, but you can eat it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, because that's that's another thing that's always on my mind. So uh, my household, I have four kids actually, so we buy a lot of snacks, right? Um, and what what really makes me go crazy is sometimes you buy a package and it could be something kind of small, and then you open up that, and then there's individual little packages within the package, and I just find that to be crazy because I always think the same thing. What a freaking waste that's just going out there. All this plastic is just being you know sent out all around and and. Sometimes, you know, you see people at parks and then the wrapper flies away and then that's just, you know, set up all in our environment. And, and I, I really appreciate that you're, you know, you took the time to really think about what can make you guys unique and you thought about, you know, the product itself, but you thought the wrapper could be a huge, you know, differentiator for your brand. And it really is because it's one of my favorite things. I know, you know, we'll dive in a little bit to TikTok, but one of my favorite videos, what caught my attention was actually when Nick ate the wrapper of your product. And I mean, to me, that is like, it blew me away because so many companies, you know, they speak about a product and what they're really doing, but not a lot of people actually show proof about what that. And you were like, Hey, our product can be edible because it's made from vegetables and boom, he ate it. And I mean, that to me was like, yo, like I, I have to talk to these guys. This is like top of the line, like new thing. I love it. Just curious, Kyle. And and thank you for that. Uh, I really appreciate it. We we knew it's been edible for a while. That's uh, that's that's kind of, it was almost a requisite when, when we were choosing material based on our purpose and based on what we wanted. Very, very curious. How'd you discover that video and how'd you discover us? Uh, and you know, just, just for the purpose of like our own consumer discovery, very curious. Like, was it LinkedIn or was it TikTok itself? I found you guys right on my for you page on TikTok. So never, um, you know, never found you guys on LinkedIn. So basically what really drives me is when I see something really compelling, which that like made me stop in my tracks, I had to research more. I was like, what the heck? Like, I've never seen anybody do that. So I saw that on my For You page. I immediately needed to contact you guys. So my thing is I always go to LinkedIn first. I found you guys there, connected with you both and wanted to get you on my show. But it was hugely, yeah, it was all uh, TikTok focused on my For You page. Thanks a lot. We love this material. We think it's incredibly important. You know, and, and after this, um, I'll send you, I'll, I'll just DM you a picture of uh, my compost right now. It, it's uh, compared with an eggshell, which is also in there. Mm-hmm. And the wrapper is actually composting faster than the eggshell. It stays from putting it in. It's 90% composted and, and decomposed as organic matter. It's it's That's unbelievable so cool. how versatile it can be. So it's like, and, and the reason I say that is because it's actually exceeded our own expectations of how quickly it can transform. We're super excited. And, you know, just the way we look at it is we're really just building the new here. And, and we think so many other initiatives and projects and products can follow us too. And that's what's important to us. Yeah, I love that, that you're not making this just about you. You're making this an impact, literally, like your name, impact for the world and 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 making people think about their products. Because like, I mean, even Corey made a comment underneath on your Instagram page about that. He said, hey, I'd like to see these other brands try to eat their wrapper. And I thought that was really cool, like calling them out and saying, hey, you know, you too could probably make some packaging like this too, but tr- I'd like to see the executives eat your wrapper now. And they wouldn't be able to. Like so something that's a pretty crazy thing to think about is that a bunch of 20-year-olds that have a budget that's less than like a VP at Pepsi's salary can do this. So why can't these enormous companies have billions on their balance sheet? And 
and we get it. Like it's it's not easy. It's also a pretty massive problem that we've kind of worked ourselves into. So we have to assume that it's going to be challenging to, to get ourselves out of it. And as cliche as it sounds, nothing nothing good was ever easy. You know, at least where innovation is concerned. So absolutely. Sure. I, I hear you on that. And, and, you know, I'd love to kind of shift gears a little bit here and just talk about like, what even got you started on, hey, let's take our product and let's put it on TikTok. How'd that even come about? For context, we have pretty much all student-run team. We, we have people that have a ton of experience where it matters, but a lot of people, especially where social and content creation is concerned, they're all our age. From, from day one, we thought, I mean, we knew we had to be on TikTok, right? I think I think everyone knows that they yeah. benefit from, from being prominent on the platform, but we wanted to do it in, in, a, in a way that didn't feel salesy. It is easier said than done. So we wanted to figure out like a really genuine way to do that. So we thought, well, okay, the most genuine way to do that would be to hire a content creator, hire one of those so-called influencers that most of the time are just paid to, to promote products here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing we noticed is that so many content creators are like brilliant and because to be able to consistently make really, really good content, like that's really hard to do. Um, many of them as well, they, they, they want to be a part of the brands they're selling. They don't want to just get paid a few hundred dollars here, a few thousand dollars there. They want to take ownership in something. So mm-hmm. we thought that if we could bring one on and just allow full creative freedom, as long as the value alignment was there, we could make some really good content. And that's what we did. His name's Derek Sullivan. He, 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 runs, he runs the direction for our TikTok. And I don't think that we would have been able to, to enter TikTok the way we did without someone like that. So I think that approach was a requisite to us yeah, being on the platform. Definitely paid off because if I, if I looked right, um, I went through your, your, your TikTok account and I scrolled to the bottom and I believe your first post was literally just a month ago. Was mm-hmm. I think it was uh, August 26 that you posted your first video. So, I mean, you've already amassed a following of 50K followers literally in under month. That is pretty awesome. And that's all organic too. I mean, you know, people who are listening, that is not something like people do sometimes on Instagram where they buy followers. That's not what they did. These are all organic, natural followers that came to them. So it seems like that that strategy you did was a huge success. I think what's like interesting too is that we noticed that like, okay, there's a lot of people that are following the TikTok that, that really love what we're doing. Sort of like you said, people hadn't seen like someone eat a wrapper before. So so they've been they've been advocating for change for so long. It's like, oh wow, like a better option's finally out there. And I think it grabbed their attention. And then we were thinking like, okay, well it's really hard to kind of like convert some people from TikTok to Kickstarter. Just some problems that we have with Kickstarter is too many steps involved with like the, it's not as simple as just buying a product online, right? Mm-hmm. Some people think it's a scam. Some people think it's like actually investing. So we were like, okay, well how do we how do we still tap into this audience and uh, allow them to access our product? So I think it was Nick and Matt Hurd, who is our brand manager, who had the idea of just dropping our Venmo username in the comments on one of those early posts and you know, within like seconds, we had our first Venmo. And then, and then we had dozens of Venmos come in. I, I, I never, I had never thought that that would be possible. It was just like, I'm Venmoing my friend when we go to, you know, Sweet Green or something. Right. So it, it was definitely funny uh, and definitely interesting to see all the different ways we can interact with them. So. Yeah. So that, that's been a, an awesome, you know, addition to your success. Have you been surprised actually with the support you've been receiving? from the TikTok audience? I can't say we've been like super surprised with the reception to our mission and and kind of the the purpose really propelling us forward. We've gone to market and we've, you know, this is the the point of this Kickstarter campaign and then getting onto TikTok was proving this concept, proving that people want it. There's a thirst, there's a consumer demand for what we're offering and, and the purpose behind what we're doing. It's not, it hasn't been surprising in that, okay, uh, people are interested in either this material or these ingredients in, in a snack, but it has been surprising just how 
passionate and, and really humbling and actually extremely exciting too, how passionate people are about this, how badly this needs to be served and how widely this message still needs to go. That's it's, it's been crazy. So great reception, but there's, I'm just so surprised at how far this needs to go and how, how passionate these people are. Another surprising aspect was how far this this message and our purpose actually transcends so many other demographics. What we've seen is the people that are willing to, to, to shout the loudest for us and to share us and to, to even go as far as to support our product and our mission, hugely Gen Z led for sure, mm-hmm. but it largely transcends most ages, genders, races, and, and, and everything across that. It's about people who believe in the mission. That's that's who we're attracting. That's who we're bringing on board. That's who's supporting. It's just a very rampant base where we couldn't be happier with what's been going on. For sure. I, I love that you kind of, you know, you mentioned that and your a lot of your support is Gen Z based and focused. But the cool thing is a lot of people overlook them. They think, oh gosh, they're just this young demographic. They don't know what's going on. Like, so like nobody's like really targeting them or focusing on them or they think they're not ready yet they are they have like i have two gen z daughters one's soon to be 15 one's 19 they make a huge impact in today's world and what they're choosing to buy purchase consume look for and they advocate hugely on companies they believe in so i don't know why so many people really discredit them when they're making huge changes and and they do like i noticed them in the comment section tons Uh, They could be, you know, you click on their profile and they look like they could be 10 years old, yet they believe in it. And they're like, I'm going to make this my mission. I'm sharing this everywhere. And then they really do. They're like on their stories. They're they're talking about your product. And I just think that's so cool. And that's so powerful that Gen Z really is, you know, a huge demographic that we should not be overlooking. For sure. And and just like hard numbers, right? Like Gen Z is the largest demographic in the US. It's over 90 million of us. So, yeah. um, and, and Gen Z and millennials combined command over a trillion dollars in, in, in purchasing power. That's, that's, that's nuts. And, and with that, Gen Z already dictates a lot of what brands are doing nowadays, and they're just starting to enter the workforce. Yes. I mean, right, you know, like, and, and I think that that's, what some people might be missing or some brands might be missing is that like over the next five, 10 years, like it's Gen Z is going to be the bulk of the U S economy, which is yeah. 70% consumer backed already. So you're, you're definitely right. It, there's, there's a lot of power there. And because that generation is the generation's digitally native, you're right in that. Like when, when there's something that they feel needs to be shared, they do it. <laughs> they do it quickly too. So very, and they're very passionate about it. They want to see, this is what I was talking about. Actually, Josette Pimenta on my last podcast episode, we talked about how the story really means a difference. Like a lot of, that's what we love about TikTok is you were able to share, you know, your story. And you know, one thing I have to also mention is what I really appreciate as well is yes, you're working with like an influencer who helps guide you and and that, but we also see the faces of your company too. So that helps bring in that story, that full story of who you are. And that's why people want to support you and want to see you grow. And like people will be advocates for life, like just cheering you on, which I find is so cool. I could couldn't agree more, Kyle. In my opinion, and what we've seen, I think the team would agree. I think Corey would agree. It's about action. It's about action for us. You know, and I don't mean to be exclusive at all when I say Gen Z, but it's pretty, <laughs> there, there's a lot of us and mm-hmm. we want action. We're done with it. We're frankly done with it. We're done with the status quo. Um, we're, we're, we're tired of inaction. We're tired of stasis in the corporate realm. We're tired of companies and organizations not being transparent not going to call anyone out here, but it's about action. And we're seeing that the comments, you know, when, when say we dropped that comment, just, Hey, Venmo account, here it is. 
you can support us if you want. You'll get a box delivered when we email you for an address. And so many, where can I get this? How can I share? How can I help? It's about the action. So that's, it's, I think it's the coolest thing to me that we just want to actualize the change in the real world. And because of that, because of that passion, because of that desire to act, that's what's actually going to move things forward. So super cool. So are you and Corey then part of Gen Z? Yeah, we are both born in 2000, See, 20 years that, old. That's what I mean. I, I feel like, I, I don't know why, but I feel like a lot of you know older demographics, maybe they don't have grandkids or, or their kids are younger or they're just not thinking in their mindset that Gen Z is actually enough. Like, look at you both right now. People might be looking at this and be like, oh gosh. Yeah, we, we, we definitely need to think, start thinking about Gen Z. And it's like, yeah, you guys are a little bit late, I feel like. I found the companies that have been thinking about this for a while are, are really early adopters and they're making huge changes in growth where those who are saying that's not our demographic to be talking to yet are really going to miss the mark. Like this generation is huge. It's probably my favorite, to be fair. I love this generation. You know, I was one of those guys actually who in the beginning of this whole thing and me changing and, and going into, you know, talent management with my kids, I didn't really understand them until I got to know them and talk to them and hear them out. Yes, sometimes their videos are a little bit crazy, right? Like you go on the For You page and you're just like, oh gosh, like these kids are crazy. But they're so smart when you actually have a conversation with them. And I I love that. So I really appreciate you guys, you know, like making a good name for Gen Z and and getting out there. So it's super cool. What what things can we see? Uh, What are the the next things we can see from your TikTok channel? Yeah, so we are, we're currently navigating... Uh, a, a little issue where we think that we're, we're we might be shadow banned. So so we're so we're just trying to figure out you know if we need to wait a little bit before posting some content. Just basically our, our ratio of like likes to views was there, but we weren't hitting the for you page at all. And so so we're not worried about that. It's it's always temporary, and we always listen to our um, our head of TikTok. There we have a bunch of just a library of content we're building, basically highlighting, you know, so every, everyone on our team is, is super passionate about, you know, solving this, this, this climate crisis, right? And, but everyone has a different way of doing it. So some people like to talk, like Steven, like talking about the fast fashion industry and some people not like talking about the plastic crisis. So we just kind of want to, like you were saying earlier, show the faces behind the brand. But while we're doing so, talking about why each person cares about what the company's doing. That's going to dictate our content. That you're, you know, you're not making it just about your one product. You're talking about the overall, what everyone really believes in. Because I saw, was it um, a female in your team that did the upcycling video? Kate? Yeah, probably. But like saying like, Hey, like don't get rid of furniture, you know, you can turn it into something cool and reuse it. So it's cool because you know, that video, she didn't, you know, it wasn't just like salesy, Hey, buy our product. It was like something that everybody can be doing. And they're going to look at you as impact snacks. Yes, you make snacks, but you're impacting the world. So people are going to look at that, which is so cool. That's what's going to make you really stand out. I feel like for the future. Thanks Kyle. Yeah. It's that's, that's literally what it's all about. It's authenticity, I think is um, what we're trying to capture. That's what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. This product doesn't define us. The product is just a manifestation of what we believe in, really. Mm-hmm. you know, We're not going to use these materials. We're going to use these. We're not going to use these ingredients. We're going to use these. But that's just one facet of who we are as people, the team, the brand. It's just one facet. So we're going to continue to just be ourselves. And I think that's the, the biggest thing you can expect is more content, talking about what we believe in, what we're passionate about, Maybe, maybe some funny stuff coming up. Who knows? Overall, overall, we're just going to continue the same thing. And people listening, if you go check out Impact Snacks, you'll get to learn a lot more about them, who they are, what makes them, you know, 
what makes them go and how they want to change things. So I love that. What's some advice? So like some new startup companies who are maybe looking to use TikTok, what are something that you would, what you've learned so far, what can you give them if they're looking to start it for the first time? Uh, when you approach creators, may really position it so they're working with you, not for you. I think, I think oftentimes creators are kind of just treated like a Google ad or a Facebook ad. It's like, you're just going to highlight this product and your audience is just going to get it. And, and that's that, right? But that won't happen. And, and it's, it's really the case that that actually like results in like a positive ROI. So I think taking the extra time to build a relationship and find people that have, you know, align, you know value alignment and really give them ownership and in, in the attention that they're bringing to your page, which is endlessly valuable if you, get, if you get the right group of awesome people. I think a lot of people have in this mindset, like you said, like they're treating like a Google ad or a Facebook ad. They just see numbers like oh, this person has 10 million. I want to work with them because they have 10 million. But what does that really mean? Like, and they do they actually like your product? Do they know it? I'd rather me personally work with somebody who has 300,000 followers and will be a diehard Impact Snack fan for life. Like they support it. They know everything about you versus somebody with 10 million just sees a paycheck and is like, oh, yeah, I make a video. I love what you said about that. Finding those creators, really treating them like part of the team, not just a number. That makes a huge difference, I think, for both both parties. Like you said earlier, Kyle, Gen Z, I, I think we're just more in tune. We've been bombarded with ads. You know, we're, we're first digitally native generation. We've been bombarded with ads for <laughs> since we were born. So yeah. we know when someone's selling to us and we're a little bit jaded in that way. So it's mm-hmm. like, just be yourself. A startup that's approaching TikTok, approach it like you would talk to someone in real life and you just, just be yourself, live your, out your purpose. And uh, if you don't, it's, it's going to show through for sure. So exactly. Organic authenticity, be real, be human. That is huge. And that's one of my favorite things. I mean, I'm, um, you know, I'm a millennial, but ads are, I'm over them. Like I'm sick of them. Um, and that's why I love TikTok too, is because I can see there are ads on there and people are just doing them in such a fun way. You want to, you actually want to watch and then you want to learn more versus like waiting on like a YouTube video. You literally have your mouse on that five second skip mark. Like it's there. (laughs) And my kids, like my seven year old literally knows exactly where to skip that video. And she just sighs every single time ad comes up like, (laughs) So it's so true. Gen Z is over it, people. Be organic, be fun, be real, be human. Just just one thing to add to that, because I, I thought that was, that was pretty funny, like knowing exactly when to skip. There was a study done, and I, I forget forget who did it, so I won't, I won't give any like hard data, but it was like Gen Z knows more than any other demographic when they're being marketed to, and it's not because like they're smarter or anything. It's just because we've had technology our entire yeah. lives, and social media our entire lives. So think about how many ads were presented nonstop. Right. all day they know exactly when they're being marketed to that means that they'll not only like look at it and be disgusted and then swipe away but they'll actually tune it out so they'll recognize that it's an ad and it's not even going to enter their headspace mm-hmm. um, so it might as well not have not have uh, you know existed so I, I think that's definitely something to, to to note yeah yeah for sure and think of all those marketing dollars just being wasted <laughs> such a waste yeah they're not listening so i think that's so cool i'm really grateful that we ended on something so positive and where people can really take away something and really think about their future of advertising and talking and i think startup companies can find a lot of value in that so i really appreciate that and so final uh, thoughts like when is your product being released and where can they find it or how can they support you now yeah so uh, sunday September 27th, we are hard launching on our website, which will be impactsnacks.co. And, and, and yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be pushing out new products, making, making new, new, cool, sustainable snacks. 
uh, making a bunch of original content. Yeah, we're, we're just getting started. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Corey. Nick, thank you so much for your time. I've loved learning a lot more about your story and, and what you believe in. And I believe you really will make an impact. That was a great name choice there. Uh, and I can't wait to see you guys grow and what you're going to change for the world. I'm excited. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today as I had a great chat with Corey and Nick over at Impact Snacks and I'm just asking for the viewers to do me the biggest favor and really help support me by leaving a review at either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, anywhere you can would be helpful. Share this show if you found it really insightful with your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, anybody that you could think. And again, I appreciate all the support I've been been getting and come follow me on my social channel so we can have a deeper conversation and get to know one another and build a community. See you there.